0: foodie lovers it's time
1: hello food lovers it's dave are you ready for some foodie fun
0: yes today and every weekday cooking something good and your host dave do so brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh
1: no,
2: it's Dave
1: so! Coming round, there are always smiles and such strange sounds from a brand new friend in a strange old town. And indeed, good morning. It's time for another week of cooking something good. The show where you can come to hear about great restaurants, people who are involved in these restaurants. Uh, recipes, you can win prizes, you can go on our website and get great deals on all kinds of things food-related. It's the place you come to enjoy food. It's the foodie place to hang out. It's cooking something good. And this week, it's all about diners and donuts. A whole week on the traditional diner food that we've all come to know and love. Not all of us. Some people don't know diners. Some people don't love diners. But real people, real foodies, Love diners and diner food, the traditional pancakes, biscuits and sausage, sausage and gravy, Reuben's loaded fries, meatloaf, liver and onions. Yeah, these are the things that diners are known for. I have my arms spread out wide right now. I do not know why. And we're also going to talk about the donut. Oh, the donut, the simple little donut, the innocent little donut. Listen carefully because this is going to be one of the questions uh, during the week that if you answer properly, you will win a gift certificate. There are over 10 billion donuts consumed in the United States each year. 10 billion donuts, you heard me right. We're going to be talking with some great diners and some great donut people. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a learning experience. This week, we are indeed cooking something good. So let's get Rolling. We're back, and it's time for today's version of the Sharila Deal of the Day at cookingsomethinggood.com. Every day we bring you a great deal. It's the Sharila Deal of the Day, and today it's Manny's Extra Virgin Olive Oil with Basil. Manny's Olive Oil has won a silver medal at the New York International Olive Oil Competition. It proves that it is amongst the best olive oils in the world. It's the olive oil that I really do use and I've used it for a long time. It comes from Crete. It has a unique and really bold flavor. It can't be found anywhere else. I really love it. It includes free shipping and an 8.5 fluid ounce bottle. It usually goes for $19. We're selling it for $12.99. There's a $1 handling fee. Go to cooking. is something good. Manny's Extra Virgin Olive Oil with Basil. It's today's Sharila Dila the day. We'll be right back. Stick around. We're back and we're cooking something good. The show where fun and food go together the way they are supposed to be. It is time for the Dear Dave question of the day. Every day we ask uh, our listeners to send us in their Dear Dave questions. If you send it in, just email us at Dave at Cookingsomethinggood.com in the subject line, put in Dear Dave. If we read it, uh, your question on the air, you will win a gift certificate to a great local establishment. Today's Dear Dave comes from Diane D. in Townsend, Massachusetts. And she writes, Dear Dave, I really enjoy your show. Thanks. I appreciate that. She says, I am, like you were, a stay-at-home parent and want to know if you can give me some meal planning strategies for feeding my five children. Four boys, ages 17, 14, 11, and 8, and my daughter, who is 5. Thanks, Diane D. from Townsend, Massachusetts. She's having some trouble. Uh, I'm wondering if the answer to your question uh, is yes. I do have some suggestions. I have some ideas, and I have people on the phone with me who are going to give me some ideas. Uh, I would be more interested to know if it's time management, healthy choice, economically affordable practices, or all three. So we'll cover all three here. With us is Beth Richards from Local Baskets. Beth, thanks for joining us.
0: Hey, thank you so much. It's great being here.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I love what you do. I, I didn't know about you until about a week and a half ago, and I've been looking on your site. It's great. So why don't you just tell us briefly in the beginning about your company, and then answer Diane's question, and then after that, tell us a little bit more about you guys, because it's really, I think, kind of cool.
0: Oh, thanks so much. So, I own Bass Kits, that's B-A-S-K-I-T, so kit like meal kit, and I am a local version for New Hampshire of the National Meal Kit Strategy. So, the recipe kits with pre-measured ingredients helps you control kind of produce costs and things like that, Um, but I really focused just here in New Hampshire, and with local farms and purveyors and things like that. So I am meal planning all the time. Um, Every week, we offer 10 to 12 new recipes. And for Diane, with that, you know, number of kids and that variation in age from 17 down to five, one of the lines that we offer in my company at Local Basket is we offer an instant basket, which are Meals that are designed right for the Instant Pot. So um, maybe it's not using our meal kits, but utilizing the Instant Pot to really help her out in her meal planning. I think the Instant Pot is great because you can dump and run for a whole recipe. But think beyond just cooking a meal in the Instant Pot and using it for a lot of her prep. So making a whole bunch of rice to last through a variety of recipes, getting a pretty inexpensive big pork shoulder that makes great like pork carnitas, Um, put it into the Instant Pot and then just throw it under your broiler to get that nice little crisp afterwards. And that can be, you know quick nachos for the 17 year old but a great ta- uh, taco tuesday night for all the other kids you know those are really great ways to utilize an instant pot
1: that's a great point and it's i think it's kind of funny she said i am like you were i had two daughters i had a tennis match she's got a basketball team
0: right? <laughs> right. She, <laughs> that's awesome so those instant pot, i yep. love that
1: so go ahead i'm sorry
0: No, and then you can also look to do, um, oftentimes you can do recipes that are going to be for four to six to eight, and they can be really simple. The Instant Pot is more versatile than the slow cooker because you can saute in it, and even in the summer months, it's super great because you're not having to turn the oven on, and it's one pot. You can saute right in that vessel, and then go ahead and do the rest of your pressure cooking. You can even pull things right from the freezer and do that. And one of the things with my company is that we offer a series of one instant basket meal a week. And we do, if you go to our Facebook page at Local Basket, you can see a number of videos with our resident expert, um, who really finds a lot of healthy meals for us, Liz Durant, and she had three kids, one of which was a boy that, as you're indicating, that basketball team can eat a lot. Um, so a lot of the recipes come from her experience. And she has even more than one Instant Pot, and it's just really versatile for getting ahead. So you probably utilized her. I think I read, Dave, that you would plan on Sunday night and make a bunch of things
1: ahead of time that's what i would do i would do the slow cooker and i'd put them into uh, i mean i would especially in the winter time i would freeze uh, f- five dinners monday through friday and saturday night we would go out to a local burger joint or wherever uh but i would do that i'd put them in the crock pot at, uh, at 4 30 in the morning when i got up and and let them go all day
0: and you can use this same thing if you decide hey i'm going to make a whole bunch of chicken breasts so that I have those for easy meals, and you can just um, get those ready and then have them in the fridge or easy to pop out for the freezer just utilizing the the Instant Pot. Or, again, what I was saying is you can literally, for a recipe, like with chicken thighs, they're frozen. I've done them. You just um, cook them a little longer. And that's where those videos on our Facebook page are really great. If you scroll through some of those, um, Liz is really giving a lot of tips For how to use that. In addition, we have fun and test the recipes because if you've tried website recipes sometimes, you realize that they were off on the number of ounces of something that you needed. Each of the ones in our kits are are tested. We've caught a couple or we've combined recipes to make them even better. Um, And then we pull all of the ingredients together for you including the proteins and everything and it's really a dump and run. I think and that's even your kids that 17 year old could do it
1: yep and that's great hey uh, just quickly we only got about 30 seconds left uh, let people know your web address and how they can reach you I think it's great what you do
0: we're right here in Concord New Hampshire and we are at local Basket, so local and then B-A-S-K-I-T dot
1: great Beth from local baskets Diane D I think she answered your question quite well And Diane, thanks for sending in your question. You win a gift certificate for $10 to Gaucho's Brazilian Steakhouse in Manchester. Hey, Beth, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Dave. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to pay the bills so they don't shut the lights out. But then we will be right back after this. Stick with us. Take a step back in time. Visit New Hampshire's Conway Scenic Railroad at the center of North Conway Village. We offer a choice of heritage and scenic train rides the whole family will enjoy. Take a journey over Crawford Notch on our mountaineer. Or take a spin on one of our valley runs where we recreate classic train travel when rustic passenger trains ran from town to town. Our pub train offers a selection of beverages and culinary delights. Call 603-356-5251 or visit us online at conwayscenic.com. And we're back all week long. We're talking about diners and donuts. And the history of diners are, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, They're really part of the northeastern part of the country's history. There's a great new slash old diner in Portsmouth. It's called Roger's Red Liner Diner. And with us today is Roger Elkis. He's the owner. Roger, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, now, both you and this diner have traveled more than most airline pilots. Would you walk us through your background, the history of this diner's life, and how you came to own it?
2: Sure. Um, To begin with, yeah, my background is a bread baker. Um, I actually grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, so I'm a Midwestern boy, and owned and ran a bakery in Cincinnati for some 20-plus years. Prior to that, I learned to bake out west, actually, with a family bakery outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Back in about 1998, my sister lived in Portland, Maine, and she introduced me to the Portsmouth, New Hampshire area upon a visit one year. I fell in love with Portsmouth and really thought about, as my kids were small at the time, they weren't quite in school, uh, decided to make a move to Portsmouth, New Hampshire and open a bread bakery there. I wasn't real familiar with diners, but became familiar and I have a a love for vintage things and kind of putting the two together, my love for food and a vintage place to eat it in really appealed to me and started looking into considering opening a diner.
1: Now this came all the way from Salisbury. Uh, It weighs 60,000 pounds. How do you move a 30 ton diner from Salisbury to Portsmouth?
2: The, The transport of this thing was quite an event i was fortunate enough to be in contact with a developer in portsmouth right on route one waterstone development and they were right next door to water country on route one in portsmouth they were expanding their shopping center at the time and one of the principals of the company who i had gotten to know over the years he and i got together and said you know it would be cool to put and restore an old diner right at the front of our shopping center so i thought it was a great idea We then figured out a way to move the diner, which you basically have to find a company that's used to moving houses. And it's really finding a rigging company and a transport company that has what's called a double drop-down trailer because it's got to be very low to the ground and hold 60,000 pounds, which this diner weighs. So it all moved in one piece, and then it moved onto site in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We had a foundation built for it, ready to sit it down, and we set it on the foundation and then spent a year renovating the diner and really restoring it. We had to take every piece of the diner apart, number it, bring it up to modern building standards by spray insulating everything, putting a sprinkler system in, Fortunately, all the parts and pieces were there from the original diner. A little history of the actual diner. It started its life as the Monarch Diner in Dover, New Hampshire in 1950 and ran for 18 years till 68 when it moved to Berwick, Maine. It ran for five years under the name the Lois Diner in Berwick, Maine. And then, interestingly enough, the owner of that diner, She was in the floral business and she decided to move the diner to her pasture in Sanford, Maine and use it as a storage unit to put all of her floral supplies in.
1: That's so exciting. Hey, your menu is cool because it's traditional diner food, quote unquote, but if your 15-year-old daughter or son has decided they are vegetarians for the month, there are still options for them at Rogers. Talk about traditional diner food and how Rogers continues with that tradition. Well, at the same time, you adapt to new eating styles and fads.
2: Well, traditional diner food, I mean, is really primarily homemade homemade stuff. From our buns that we make for the burgers to the breads that our sandwiches are on, fresh-made pies, it all starts in our kitchen and our bakery. So we wanted to make sure that the rest of the food was up to that task. So we do hand-cut fries. We even make our own ketchup. We just felt that doing it the homemade way, which is what traditional diners were all about, uh, family-owned, owner-operators, caring about everything that they put into the product and serving the community. And I think that's the neat thing, is a diner really truly is a real place where community people can come and meet. Um, it's a very casual atmosphere and a lot of fun. And that's, that's what we wanted to do, is have a lot of fun. And... Portsmouth is, you know, a a pretty sophisticated food community. Certainly, vegetarian options were important. And and actually, within my family, a couple of my sons are vegan. I tend to eat vegetarian. I'm not uh, exclusively vegetarian. I will eat some meat sometimes. But primarily vegetarian. So it was fun for me to kind of develop that part of our menu, which includes a homemade veggie burger, which is made with garbanzo beans and oats and potatoes. And it is vegan, vegetarian. It's excellent. And then, of course, you know, some of the things are naturally vegan and vegetarian. Our bun for that burger, if you want to be vegan, is, is actually made with our bread, which is called the healthiest bread ever, which is a whole grain bread. So that's how our menu has evolved to kind of meet the desires of the community.
1: Hey, what's your favorite item on that menu?
2: (laughs) I mean, the smash burgers are great. So even though I'm primarily a vegetarian, I would say it's hard to stay away from those things because, first of all, it's just a great 100% Angus beef. And then you literally, it's a loosely formed ball, and you smash it on that griddle, and it gets that kind of crispy edge. A juicy middle. And in our standard burger is a double burger, just two, three ounce burgers. And we put it on our homemade bun, which we call our bodacious bun. And it kind of melts in your mouth. And there's that little crispiness. It's just an excellent product.
1: Your location and your hours?
2: Yeah, sure. So we are at 2454 Lafayette Road. It's in a shopping center called the Portsmouth Green. And we're right in Portsmouth next to Water Country, which is It's been around a long time.
1: Roger Elkis from Roger's Red Liner Diner in Portsmouth. Thanks for being with us. Before we let you go, we're going to give away a $10 gift card to Roger's Red Liner Diner in Portsmouth. And it's going to go to the first person who calls in and answers this question correctly. 732-336-1040. 732-336-1040. The excellent diner built by the same Jerry O'Mahoney Diner Company, operated in Westfield, New Jersey until it closed in 1995. Be the first person to call us, 732-336-1040, leave your answer there and tell us where that diner now resides and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Roger's Red Liner Diner. Roger, thanks for being with us.
2: My pleasure, it was fun.
1: We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back after this. A gastromaniac, Jack H. from Hollis, New Hampshire, wrote in and he wants to know if I really use Manny's olive oil. I do. Uh, It's comes from Crete. Uh, The Greeks make some of the best olive oil in the world. It is a a very well-priced. We have it at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's not terribly expensive. The price you see there is uh, including shipping, so there's no additional shipping. Uh, It's harvested by hand. There are no chemicals. It's really a great olive oil. Manny's olive oil. I use it, and that's why I sell it, because if I didn't use it, I would not sell it on this site. Give it a try. Manny's olive oil from Crete with love. We're back, and all week, it's Diners and Donuts. Uh, And when I say donuts, I mean donuts and pastries. And we're talking about great pastries, and not just great pastries, but a cool little cafe. There's this place in Kittery, Maine, that people are talking about and have been for quite some time now. It's called Lil's Cafe. It's in Kittery, and it's owned and operated by Deb McCluskey. And we are very happy to have her with us today. Deb, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Hey, let's talk about your journey. How did you and Lil's get here?
3: Well, um, I worked for the previous owner for about nine years at one of his other restaurants, um, one he has sold since, and then I left his company um, for a short stint and I fell in love with Lil's Cafe while I was watching him develop it, and just so happened he had a position open, and I jumped on it as the the front-of-the-house manager. Um, That was about, oh gosh, I think six or seven years ago. Then I became the general manager, and then a couple of years ago, we started talking about, oh, you know, when the time is right for you to retire, Michael, I would be interested in purchasing Lil's from you, and here I am today. Lil's was a vision that he had with a few partners, uh, not partners, I guess, uh, partners in his other businesses, um, and they wanted to find something that folks could you know, kind of bring the community together and also uh, revitalize the downtown area of Kittery. So when this building became available, that's when he started working on it and getting it all put together.
1: So it's a true story of hard work, keeping your eye on the ball, knowing what you wanted and continuing on with that original vision of of making it a place for people in the downtown outside of the Route 1 area, Kittery, where people could get together. So I think that's great.
3: Thank you. Yes, it is. It's a very – the whole area really has become – quite the hot spot for not just the Kittery community but the surrounding communities as well especially with the outside seating you come down government street and there's just people outside everywhere enjoying their meals at whichever place they're at and you know there's live music at some places and then you've got the coffee shop you know Lil's Cafe people sitting outside and all the other places as well it's really a a fun feeling.
1: Now uh A Mazler. uh, A friend of mine is a big car nut and he said, the mosler that's the name of a sports car. But I'm not a gearhead. I'm a foodie. So tell all of our gastromaniacs listening out there about your Mazler because I saw it online. I saw the pictures. It's a new Mosler sandwich at Lil's Cafe. How'd you come up with that idea?
3: Thank you. Yes, it is a new sandwich we just started. We named it the Mosler. That is actually the name of the safe that is in our building. This building used to be a bank prior to it being Lil's Cafe. So that's where we came up with the name. The sandwich is a slight twist of a sandwich at a well-known cafe in New York City that we have frequented and loved. And we took the idea and you know, put a little twist on it of our own, and then came up with the name The Mozzarella just because we couldn't think of what else to call it, and we didn't want to copy the other name or anything. But it has a lot of pickled veggies, it has hard-boiled eggs, feta cheese, and it's on our house-made bread.
1: Ah, uh, with a paprika helioli, uh, it Yes. <laughs> it it's just it looks spectacular when you read it. It's It's everything I love. So when I come up there, that's going to be my choice. I already know that.
3: I'm so uh, excited for you to try it. It's delicious. Fresh herbs, scallions.
1: uh, I cannot wait. Hey, I had an idea. Uh, When people commit crimes, society describes what they deem to be punishments that fit those crimes. Now, my thought as to crimes and punishment, I believe will rehabilitate almost any criminal, is to make inmates watch pictures of Lil's Cafe's cruellers scroll by on a big screen TV (laughs) for one week then release them and promise them they can have one of those coolers per day from Lil's Cafe for life if they become model citizens. That would save millions of dollars in cost to taxpayers, and the world would be a more peaceful place. I know that is not going to happen, but my question, uh, is it the satisfaction of seeing the same customers come back so often uh, for one of your coolers, or for that matter, any item on your menu, Does that inspire you to keep getting better all the time?
3: Oh, it sure does. I love to see the regulars and learn their names and know what they're up to and everything and and know their orders, too. A lot of the staff will know what the regular guests are going to have. And I have to admit, I really love to see a new guest come in as well. And they haven't tried the color, but they know they need to, and you give them you know, one to try while they're trying to decide, and just the look on their face and uh, the game changer for everybody. So,
1: and it could change <laughs> but, the prison system in America forever.
3: I think so. We I think, think it could. We
1: think so. <laughs> hey, last question: as a, as a dog owner, is it true that you are pet friendly and, uh, and uh, in your outside seating area?
3: Yes, we are. We um, have a lot of outside seating and we have a water dish out there for the little dogs and the staff love to see them all through with some big glass uh, windows and doors and stuff. And the staff just love to look out at the dogs and stuff. But yes, they are more than welcome outside.
1: Oh, my gosh. So if you love pickled veggies, feta cheese, hard-boiled eggs, anafogaccia, and you love crullers and you love dogs... This is a no-brainer. you got to go to Lil's Cafe. Hey, Deb, thanks for being with us. Before you go, we're going to give away a $10 gift card to Lil's Cafe to the first caller. Uh, And the question they need to answer at 732-336-1040, 732-336-1040, Lil's Cafe was named after who? And here's a hint. The answer can be found at their website, lilscafe.com. Thanks for being with us, Deb. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break to pay some bills, and we will be right back with this week's Recipe of the Week. Stick around. It's that time of day. Every day we talk about the Recipe of the Week. Listen up, gastromaniacs. If you want to win the Recipe of the Week contest, all you need to do is send your favorite, your best recipe, and a headshot to dave at And if we choose your recipe, you will win a $100 gift certificate. You get your picture on the webpage all week long, and your recipe will be up there all week long. This week's winner is Angelina C. from Goffstown. Angelina chose not to have her picture on the website, and that's fine too, Her recipe is bolognese, a sausage bolognese. I made it. It was simple. It was spectacular. It's very easy to make. It's very good. If you're in a hurry and you want something delicious, uh, this is what you make. You can choose your pasta. I use rigatoni. She used linguine. You can use anything you want. Get your pasta water boiling. In a pan, you're going to take... Here's your ingredients, first of all. You're going to have a a medium-sized onion, two medium-sized Carrots, a clove of crushed garlic, not chopped, crushed garlic, tomato paste, red wine, and then halved cherry tomatoes. You can also use a medium-sized can of diced tomatoes, or you can just use a can of tomatoes. I liked the cut-up cherry tomatoes, and that's the way Angelina sent it in. And here's how you make it. You grate your onion, you grate your carrots, you put those into a pan with extra virgin olive oil and you cook that off you're not browning this you're just cooking it off uh throw your whole garlic clove in there you're not peeling that garlic clove you just have it in the hot oil you take your tomato paste and it's a tablespoon maybe a tablespoon and a half I used a tablespoon and a half because I like that taste. Cook it off. You want to get that bitter taste out of it. So cook it off for about 30 seconds, mix it in, roll it in with everything else. At this point, you're going to add your sausage. So you want to take your sausage links, your hot Italian sausage links, cut the casings off and crumble the meat into a well that you've created in the middle of all your other vegetables that you ha- and herbs that you have in your pan. Cook that until it is nice and brown. Really get a good color on that. Nice and brown. Add uh, your red wine. Uh, Any dry red wine is fine. I happen to like using a um, Merlot in this, but you can use anything that you want. Cook it down until it's almost a paste. Don't be afraid to cook that off and to reduce that down. At this point, you're going to add your diced tomatoes or your cherry tomatoes. Mix that up. Let it cook for about a minute or two. Let it reduce just a little bit. Season with salt and pepper, and there you have it. It is simple. It is fast. It is spectacular. It is easy to make. Bolognese from Angelina C. in Gofftown, this week's winner of the recipe of the week. Here at Cooking Something Good, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Gastromaniacs! I know there's nothing more frustrating than when you're in the kitchen and you're working away like a maniac and you spill something. Don't worry, nothing cleans up all of your spills faster or better than Spill Solve. Simply completely cover any spill with Spill Solve until there's no visible sign of liquid. And with a few sweeps of a broom, all you're left with is a clean, dry surface it's immediately safe for foot or vehicle traffic and this includes greasy restaurant floors too no more chemicals mopping the floor down at the end of the night if you own a restaurant spill solved is also great and the best part spill salt can be used over and over again that's right it's recyclable use it over and over. It's an easy to use container. You simply pour it right back in. This is a great product, Spill Solved. You can find it at cookingsomethinggood.com. That's spillsolved Solved at cookingsomethinggood.com. Welcome back to Cooking Something Good. I'm your host, Dave Dusso, and Dave Dusso loves to eat. That is a blessing and a problem. The blessing of coming from ancestors who came from Italy, French Canada, and Poland. Eating is good. Eating is happiness, but eating sometimes is overweight. Anyway, that's my problem. Let's talk about today's foodie. No what am I talking about? Why 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 did I even mention that? What what brought that up into my head? There was no reason to say that. So what? So I eat a little too much now and then. I mean it's big deal. I'm angry. But I'm feeling better now. So I'm going to go ahead with the foodie know it all question of the day. Remember if you answer the foodie know it all question of the day, if you're the first person to answer it, if you just answer it and don't tell anybody and you're not the first, you don't win anything. But if you're the first person to answer it, you want a gift certificate to a great local restaurant. All you have to do is give us a call 732-336-1040. Be the first person to call, answer this question. It's a $10 gift certificate. We'll mail it off right to your house. Now, my problem with food is that if I ever went into outer space and now they've got like private citizens will be going into outer space now. I couldn't go into outer space for any period of time because there must be a limited menu options at, at these outer space places. I mean, you can only drink so much tang. But today's foodie know it all question of the day what was the first vegetable ever planted in space? Answer that question. Be the first person. 732 336 1040. It's the foodie know it all question of the day brought to you by E.L. Harvey, a full service waste hauling, transfer, and recycling company. Since 1911, EL Harvey has been providing their customers with cost effective, responsive, and environmentally sound solutions to their solid waste and recycling needs. Hey, my friends, I want to take a moment and talk to you about Cookingsomethinggood.com. Cookingsomethinggood.com is a website, and it's a great website if you need something that's food-related, whether it's equipment, uh, specialty foods, gift certificates to great local restaurants, Cookingsomethinggood.com. And right now at Cookingsomethinggood.com, we've got a really great thing going on. It's called the Cooking Something Good My Recipe Book. It usually goes for $19.99. We're selling it for $9.99 right now. It's a recipe book that's blank on the inside. It's got uh, just blank lines that you can pass around to family and friends, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, people in your family who have great recipes that you want to keep forever. And when you buy one of these cookbooks for just $9.99, every dollar is donated to the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter. It's a great organization. They help feed people who are in need, desperate need of food. Food insecurity is a huge problem in our country, and we are so lucky to have this organization right here in our area. So go to cookingsomethinggood.com for all your needs, and go to cookingsomethinggood.com and get yourself one of these recipe books and help out a great cause. Cooking, Somethinggood.com. Well, there we have it. Today has come. It has almost gone. Another half hour goes flying by here at Cooking Something Good. Remember, check out our website, CookingSomethingGood.com. All week long, it's diners and donuts. A special thanks today. We got a chance to talk to Roger Elkis from the Redliner Diner, Deborah McCluskey from Lil's Cafe, and Beth Richards from Local Basket. We will be back tomorrow with another exciting episode of Cooking Something Good. Forks up all you gastromaniacs, and we will see you tomorrow.